So if you didn't have that feeling of worry, what would push you to be better or do better? And I'm not saying anxiousness and anxiety is the only motivational thing that a lot of us use in order to be something great or do something great or work hard. You can have a lot of other motivations, but motivation is sometimes fleeting. Motivation can come and go, right? Like it's there one minute and then the tomorrow you wake up and reality hits you and it's gone. I'm sitting here with you and out of nowhere, I get this like weight of a thousand pounds on my chest and I'm like, oh God, like what, what's happening? Is something, what's going on in my mind that I'm not aware of, you know? I feel like, you know, when, when you talked about, you know, just upbringing, childhood, where, where anxiety can come from, I had the same thing. I had the same thing going on in my household. Things were up and down at times, right? And I'm starting to understand a lot of my anxiousness and a lot of like my like how I'm going about life is shaped by my childhood and the quote unquote childhood trauma that I've been through. And it could be like you said, maybe we see something, we're not paying attention to it and then we recognize it later, it comes in a different way, it yeah. does. That could be it or something from upbringing, something from your childhood, something, a blocked memory, things like that. And and, and I, I hate anxiety too. I hate the idea of like um, not being in control. everybody welcome back to the dima podcast it's neela and it is adis what's up family anxiety look Niels, i'm gonna ask you one question one question only right sure do you believe that anxiety is needed like if i were to ask you one question and a lot of people are gonna probably answer what this question, is like, that question they're gonna even? be like yeah yeah I, I like if i can take away anxiety i would tomorrow would you take if i give you a if i was like look Take this pill, anxiety is gone for the rest of your life. Would you do it? 100%. I've been diagnosed with anxiety as a kid. And then growing up, just about four years ago, I got diagnosed with health anxiety, two different things. And um, I cannot control my anxiety. It's something that's a, me it's a mental health issue, and it's something that it, it just requires, you know, a lot, a lot of attention and like um, mindfulness and just like practicing on just well-being. But it's something that sucks so bad. And to the point where it's like there's generalized anxiety where it's like, oh, I have anxiety before I'm going to take an exam, a test. You know, like I have anxiety because I have an event tomorrow, my wedding anxiety. You know, like I have to walk down an aisle. And then there's just like diagnosed anxiety, in my opinion, where it's like, you're just conditioned with it and it pops up out of nowhere. You can't control it. You're driving out of nowhere. You have a panic attack. Your heart's palpitating. You're sleeping and it wakes you up. Like where you just don't know where it's coming from. That's like more mental. So the feeling of anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome, right? So it's obviously believing in something that hasn't happened yet, but you think your brain is wired to think that this is going to happen and it's probably going to have a negative effect on, my, on, effect on me, right? I feel like... So I was watching Andrew Tate. I really, really like Andrew Tate and his philosophy about life, how to go about life, like how to deal with the anxiousness of life and how to deal with the worry and the inevitable. And there was something he said. He was like, if you were to ask me to take away my feelings of like worry or anxiousness, I would never do it because that's my thing to deal with. And it obviously, or not obviously, it kind of pushes me to do better and be better because you have this like, because if you didn't, what would push you to do better and be better? 
right? Because we're all anxious about life, about work, about what we're going to do in life, school, whatever it is in life. Like, it's worrisome at times. It's not going to be easy, you know, smooth sailing and everything's going to be perfect. So if you didn't have that feeling of worry, what would push you to be better or do better? And I'm not saying anxiousness and anxiety is the only motivational thing that a lot of us use in order to be something great or do something great or work hard. You can have a lot of other motivations, but motivation is sometimes fleeting. Motivation can come and go, right? Like it's there one minute and then the tomorrow you wake up and reality hits you and it's gone. And then you have to refine that motivation and do that. But with this anxiousness, I can relate anxiousness because I'm anxious too, right? And I'm not talking about it in the form of like relationships, friendships, you know, going and talking to a girl that you don't know at the club or at the bar or whatever. I'm talking about the anxiousness of life, bro. The anxiousness of life keeps me up at night. It's like, what are you doing? Did you do something to better yourself today? Did you do the things that you said you were going to do? Did you fail? Did you follow up on the things that you said you were going to follow up on? And I've had so many conversations with you about this. And that motivation is so fleeting. And that anxiousness is what keeps me going. It's like, if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it, bro. If you don't make this happen, it's never going to happen for you. And that's what keeps me up at night. And that's what gives me that motivation. Like, hey, bro, wake up and go after it. So I don't think I would take the pill. But again, I don't suffer from chronic anxiety. I think we're talking about two different types I do, of anxiousness. I do, I do, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying like generalized like anxiousness about, about life. life and yeah. like outcome leads to success essentially. Exactly. Is what you're saying yeah. and arguing. I'm speaking from a mental state of mind of like where you're diagnosed with this like un certain reoccurring like panic attack that you don't know where it's coming from. So that in that sense, I would take the pill 100%. Get rid of that. I don't want to wake up from my sleep with my heart racing every other night because something in the back of my conscious mind is flaring up and I don't even know what it is. I can't get to the root of it. So I need therapy. It's like, I don't want to deal with that, you know? But when it comes to like, oh my God, I'm building a brand and I'm anxious about the future of this brand. So it needs to be perfect. So I'm less anxious. Yes, I get that. I get that because as someone who wants the best with everything that I do, like I always, whatever I do, I want to do it to the highest of its degree. It's like, okay, here's where it's at. Where does the ladder end? I want to get to the top. I'm going to be anxious getting there because I just want to do everything and everything I can to get to the top. But it's for a good reason. It's because I want to be the best version of myself. I want to create something amazing. That, I believe there's healthy anxiety is what it's probably called or, or, or can be called. It's like this natural state of just understanding that there is a potential outcome that is you know, unforeseeable or, or unpredictable, but also wanting it to be the best outcome. So you're anxious about that, which is why you're driving all that success towards it. I think also what's really scary is like the intrusive thoughts because intrusive thoughts are things that you cannot help but to think about. It's like, it's feeding into your brain. You're just like, why is it happening? That's scary, bro. Because intrusive thoughts can kind of also you know navigate your life. Do you know, on the topic of thoughts really quick, though, it's always stemmed from either hearing or seeing something because if you don't know about it, you'll never think about it. Just saying. Yeah, no, I agree. Which I told you earlier, like planting things in someone's head, seeing things that you've never seen before will now always be in your conscious mind of like, you know, if you didn't see it, ignorance is bliss, you'd never have that thought process. You so. can have like subconscious thoughts, though, where like you yeah, do but see even, something, but you're yeah. not recognizing it. Right, right, right. Right, where right. you you pass by, you glance mm -hmm. over, you hear it, Which is and why then later thoughts. it pops up. Which is why they're just thoughts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So just intrusive go. thoughts, right, where are like, you don't know where they're coming from, but they're like, you wake up in the middle of the night, 
and subconsciously something's triggering in your brain, like you said, mm-hmm. and it's not fun. You're not just like, fun. Why? I just literally took a deep breath when you said that because I literally go through this in my sleep. It's so bad. Not every night. And now I can't take melatonin because it has gelatin in it, by the way. And I also told you to probably not <laughs> get addicted to it, it's bro. Your fault. She literally hit me. She was like, hey, bro. I love melatonin. Well, dude, because I can't sleep. So, like, for someone who can't sleep because I'm being woken up by God knows what, (laughs) my heart is palpitating. I just want to get a good night's sleep. And, like, that's why I'm, like, it's not fun. And when you said that intrusive thoughts, it's, like, you get up and you're, you're, like, a lot of people who suffer from anxiety, thankfully, I'm more of, like, a you know, a very mild case. I'm not severe. I'm not diagnosing. I'm not sick. I'm fine. I just have been anxious since I was a kid. Like, um, I, like when my parents would argue or something, like I was raised in a happy household, but when they fight, I'd shake. I'd be so scared. Like, I don't know why if like it was something about like just the loudness of my dad's voice or anger in my mom or fear in her voice in, in terms of like when she would take us to school and things like that. Like, that caused a lot of like anxiousness in me. So as a kid, I've always had it, but it's, it's not a fun thing to just like be, I'm sitting here with you and out of nowhere. I get this like weight of a thousand pounds on my chest and I'm like, Oh God, like what, what's happening? Is something, what's going on in my mind that I'm not aware of, you know? I feel like, you know, when, when you talked about, you know, just upbringing childhood, where, where anxiety can come from. I had the same thing. I had the same thing going on in my household. Things were up and down at times, right? And I'm starting to understand a lot of my anxiousness and a lot of like my like how I'm going about life is shaped by my childhood and the quote unquote childhood trauma that I've been through. Again, I don't like throwing that trauma word around, right? Because trauma is much different, bro. When you're born and raised in a family that provides for you, loves you, cares for you, regardless, people are always going to have problems, right? Food on the table, you're going to school, ain't no trauma, B. There are real people that are going through trauma, you know? But again, my understanding of trauma and your understanding of trauma is relative. Like, I still can go through what I go through. Doesn't mean, it it still can mean that I have food on the table and whatever. It still means that I have a a shared level of, you know, understanding of what I went through. But in the grand scheme of things, I really don't think it's, you know, like, I don't like throwing that trauma word around, but I do genuinely feel like a lot of your childhood, your, your upbringing, whatever can shape this anxiety that you can have. And it can kind of you know, linger into your personal life or your, you know, life as an adult. And I'm starting to understand that. And I never knew that. For me, the longest time I'm like, deal with it, bro. Like, you're chilling. You have some anxiety. Yeah, you're nervous about, like... There are people who literally just don't have anxiety. Like, they could be taking their bar exam tomorrow and are completely calm. And I love that. Like, I I admire that about people that they have this... And maybe it just comes from overthinking. Anxiety, it does. Anxiety. Like, my thoughts have thoughts, bro. Like, I overthink. And I'm in my own way. And it's bad. But it's, like, really, if you just not complicate it to yourself you can sustain like that calmness with this natural anxious state of mind. It's like, God forbid, like your loved one is sick. They take him to the hospital. You can't help but to be anxious about what's going on. That's normal anxiousness, right? It's like, that's expected. If you're not anxious and it says something, it's like, that's concerning. Like, do you have feelings? But it's like, in most cases, it's like, Finding a balance between, like, not trying to complicate, like, this unpredicted outcome that we're anticipating, but also paying attention to how we feel and 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 recognizing that, too, because it is important. Like, that anxiousness, okay, you're aware of it. Cool. What do we do with it from there? You know, how do we how do we 
act now with that in mind. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. It's like you're anxious about wanting something to be perfect. You're anxious about everything running smoothly. Like, and, and then you will do everything to make sure it does, which is why I think is what Andrew Tate argues is it makes him successful because, you know, he's anxious, but in a healthy way where he was like, I just want it to be done right and perfect. And to him, to his degree. So he's anxious about it because in the end, if it's not, it just disappoints him, yeah. you know, and it comes back to disappointment. But I think that anxiety, and, and it's funny you say that about trauma. Trauma is a very sensitive word, but it is also like your trauma is your trauma. It doesn't mean that it's like you, you, you shouldn't have to justify yourself and say like there are real, real world problems out there where people are dealing with hardcore trauma. Cause there is, that's very true, but that doesn't, you know, stop, your lifestyle and upbringing and the little things that factor into who you are today also not be traumatic. It's just to a degree of your life. And like, you know, like I can argue where I've gone through a lot of trauma and, and, and I hate using that word, but it, it things were traumatic, obviously not in comparison to most people, but it's important to be aware of it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us go through things and we can shun yeah. it away. But I mean, at the end of the day, I like to take things. I hate not being in control oh. and anxiety you're, you're not, not in, in control. control. And intrusive thoughts, they're not thoughts that you're welcoming in like, what's up with my boy? You feel me? It's just like things where you could just be going about your day and they just come in a flurry. But they and do they come from somewhere, bro. They 100%. do come from somewhere. 100%. And, and it could be, like you said, maybe we see something, we're not paying attention to it, and then we recognize it later. It comes in a different way. It yeah. does. That could be it. Or something from upbringing, something from your childhood, something, a blocked memory, things like that. And and it, I, I hate anxiety, too. I hate the idea of, like, um, not being in control. And uh, going back to my example, sorry, earlier, I know you're, you're talking, I didn't mean to cut you off, but on that note of trauma, like, for, I'll give an example of, like, I'll go through something and to my mom, it's like literally for me, like the world's ending and to her, it's just like, what? Like man up, you know, she's very tough love. And it's like to her, it's so mediocre because of how she was raised and raising children at 16, fleeing the country and coming here. Right. It's like exaggerated for her is like next level because she's actually been through. But again, for me, I haven't witnessed that in my life. So like the little things in my life that may be so mediocre to her, maybe massive in my life because in my life, it's all I know, you know? And so I have to like walk my mom through that and like explain, cause they don't believe in mental health or anything, but it's interesting cause trauma is trauma. Yeah, it doesn't matter how she's also dealing with it the way that she probably deems is the best way to tell her daughter. Because if she gives that power to her daughter to basically say, Hey mom, I need help. And I don't know how to deal with it. Her way is probably like, get out of here. You can deal with it. You don't, yeah. you, you, based on her understanding. Yeah, and here we are dealing what, with it. Yeah, thanks. yeah. So it's like, like. if they went to therapy, we wouldn't need it. No, but that's the same <laughs> thing, bro. But for her, it's like, you don't understand real trauma. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you're yeah. trauma right. to my trauma. And that's the same way that I but think about it, But that's what I'm trying to right? say. That's what you think too. But it's like trauma is trauma. It's, trauma. it's okay that it's small in comparison to massive trauma out there. I but agree. it's still your trauma. But, but you want to be strong enough. And this is how I take it, right? where I'm not going to let this overwhelm me and overtake me, right? I'm not gonna drown in this. For me, I'm gonna take the bull by the horns. I'm not gonna give my trauma to somebody else to deal with. I'm not going to no therapist. I'm gonna take the bull by the horns and say, look, I'm going through this, figure it out. Which probably isn't the best bet, you know, because I mean, I do have my my outlets where I talk to you. I talk to, you know, my closest And here's ones. his outlet. What he does is he opens up that trauma with me. <laughs> so I sit with it yeah. and then I deal with it for him and I process it and I'm solving it in to. my mind for him. He's already moved on to <laughs> the next problem and I'm just left neglected with his trauma. <laughs> 
that I'm solving for. Yes. And that's why it's your this job. strategy's not going to work for you. No, look, listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to understand that your trauma is your trauma. you got to deal with it. Anxiety, but at least this trauma anxiety. is my trauma. <laughs> Film me news. Where can they find us? YouTube.com slash the Dima podcast. TDP. We out. We out.